Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I've, uh, just for this week, yeah. switched from coffee to green tea, and I'm feeling very smug about it. Really? Oh, yeah. You're not feeling... I'm better than everyone. You're not a crank pants? No, I'm not a crank pants. In fact, I'm a, I'm a calm, cool, and collected pants. What is your normal... 2019. Because right. I remember there was a period where you, I never saw you, with, like you were like Dave from News Radio, mm-hmm. where there was always coffee in your hand. But that that was quite some time That's just because I didn't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I would never take a drink of that. And a lot of times those cups were empty. Okay. Yeah. Um, but where are- Now I just pick at my eczema. What is your standard, what is your standard caffeine intake now? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of, it's a cup in the morning. Um, you know, my uh, indulgence is I love a coffee and a pastry. Oh, that's nice. Um, you know, love a breakfast pastry, love a breakfast carb. What kind of breakfast pastry are we looking at? Ooh, I mean, what do you got, croissants? my friend? What's on the, what's in the a case Danish? today? Yes, yes, and yes. I don't like any breakfast patri- pastries mm. except for the savory ones. Hmm. I'll eat a biscuit. I'll eat yep. a ham and cheese croissant. Mm-hmm. I'll eat a cheese croissant if I have to. Yeah. Almond croissant? Nope. Hmm, you don't like that paste? Nope. Ooh, that you paste. don't like that sweet paste? No, I hate that sweet Ooh, paste. I want a mama bird to barf that sweet paste <laughs> in my mouth. That is ideally how I would take that paste. Well, I think I, the ideal would be if a mama wolf barfed it into your mouth, and you'd get a lot more paste. <laughs> well, yeah, and the and the knowledge that uh, that it's uh, coming from a mammal, and you're being, which is closer to me on the uh, you're being, evolutionary scale. You're being well raised. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so, you know, yeah, usually a cup in the morning, uh, you know, I've, I, I like, I like the cold brews, but they are unpredictable, my friend. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you never know what you're going to get. You're it's gonna... like, it's like, uh, um, it's like going and just, just going and buying a marijuana edible in 2004. Absolutely. You just, you never know. There's no controls. Right. There's no, there's no labeling. Yeah, dude, a, a, a white guy with dreadlocks tells you you can drink half and you'll be fine. But you're like, how much does this guy drink? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but um, I thought it'd be a nice experiment to switch to green tea for a week and uh, I'm feeling great. What kind of, what, how are you taking your green tea? Just taking a, just taking Bag it. Bag and hot water? <laughs> Is there another way to do it? I don't know. You could sweeten it. I don't know. Yeah, no, just a, just a bag and some hot water. That's nice. Do yeah. you feel, do you feel like relaxed? Is it? It's mostly smug. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm better than everybody else. I mean, you look, I've, you look great. Thanks. <laughs> I feel great. It's <laughs> a week of, week of uh, lighter caffeine living. Should we introduce our guest on the program? I would love to. Uh, our guest is a stand-up comic. And Jordan, you know, I don't, I don't say this often. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the kind of talk that I reserve for when a Maria Bamford comes in here. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of talk I reserve for when... Brent Weinbach is here. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of talk I reserve for when I am deadly serious. One of the best in the business. Yep. One of the best in the business. No arguments here. This is a this is a young woman who came to Max FunCon, burned down the place. Oh. No, there was nowhere to stay. We had to put up tents. Wow. Had to. It was a tent city because it had been burned down by our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go, Kate Willett. Oh, thank you so much. That's very nice of you. You're welcome. It's uh, it's very sincere. What kind of pastry do you like? You know, I love a good almond croissant. I really do. It's that paste, it's right? It's so good. I love almond anything. Marzipan, Ooh, amazing. Yeah, sure. Yes. Can I ask you guys if this counts as a pastry? A samosa? Yeah. I think that's a pastry. Okay, because sometimes at the, when I used to go with my mom to the flea market in San Francisco, the Alamany flea market, uh, there was a place where you could buy a samosa. I'll eat breakfast meat any day. So give me give me some peas and some ground lamb. Sure. I'm happy as a clam. I'm a potato samosa person myself. Mm, that's a nice samosa. Yeah, it's really good. You guys like it when they give you that green dip? <laughs> Absolutely. What is that? Don't know. How could it possibly be so green? It's yeah. mint chutney. Oh, is what okay. that is. Yeah. That's probably it would probably be easy to find out what that is. So I'm trying to eat less meat, but I'm not a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this weekend, I was staying with a friend of mine who has a five year old, mm. and the five year old you little ate girl... the five year old. No, no. <laughs> the oh five year old little girl says to me, "She's like." Are you a vegetarian? And I said, 
no, I'm not. I'm trying to eat less meat, but I'm not a vegetarian. And she goes, oh, you really look like a vegetarian. <laughs> 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 and I'm trying to figure out what wow, that means. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are barefoot and you have that flower crown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should let your Classic commercial vegetarian. agent know. <laughs> I don't know if I just hadn't brushed my hair or what. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you getting along with this five-year-old? She's really cute. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like sounds precocious. Yeah, she's precocious. She only calls me Kate Willett, never just Kate. Kate <laughs> Willett. Dope. And sometimes she calls me Kate fucking Willett. Uh, really? Someone taught her that. It was not me. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Maria Calpito calls me Jesse Thorne. It's a thrill every time. <laughs> An absolute thrill. A sincere full name calling. Mm. That feels great. I don't like it when my mom calls me by my full ma- name because it means I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Jordan David Morris. Oh, boy. Come on, J.D. What did I do? That name sounds like you're in trouble. There's yeah. just something That's about what, it. Think, and, and, and especially think of it being said sternly with a little bit of a southern accent. That's my mom. Oh, I almost said, oh, goodness, which feels like the right response <laughs> oh, to that. Yeah. yeah. Kate, you live in New York City, but you, but you are originally from California. I am, yeah. I grew up in the Valley uh, and uh, moved up to Northern California for school, went to UC Berkeley up there, and I moved to New York two years ago. All, I mean, the, the second and third part seemed kind of braggy. The <laughs> first part seemed like false modesty. What growing up in the valley, like I was yeah. like I underbragged yeah, that. I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just. A, I'm just a, <laughs> I grew up in the valley. I was anyway, a, I, went to I was Berkeley. a maltine. Ooh, maltine. I was like a maltine, and like me and my friends, like went to like what's y'all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the correct pronunciation of wet seal. You had those yeah. two, those uh, two or three extra L's on yeah. the end. What were your? Were you a maltine? I was kind of a maltine as well. Were you really? Yeah. Mostly the arcade part of the mall and the Orange Julius part of the mall. I occasionally went. <laughs> hey, this is the top two parts of the mall. Into Jordan. other places of like on the way from the Orange Julius to the arcade. I think you yeah. could make an argument for the movie theater, but oh sure. Besides yeah. that, those are those are tough to beat spots in the mall. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still have mall teens. Do they have them anymore? I've been to a few malls and no. I mean, mall. At least the couple of malls I've been to recently. Um, and I guess something that's outside of, you know, I mean, I guess in L.A. you have like a Beverly Center or a Grove or something that's kind of a schmancy tourist place. But when I've gone to a like a mall-ass mall, it seems to be a place not for teens but for the confused elderly. Yeah, yeah. people who don't know how to use the Internet. It yeah, was exactly. very strange. I went, to, I went to a mall to pick up a computer I had bought where mm-hmm. it was like, well, you can just pick it straight up from the store. And uh, it was just a – it was a pretty medium mall. It was not a low-end mall, not a high-end, like a mm-hmm. Macy's mall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you get in there and there is this air of desperation and and confusion and desolation that is impossible to ignore. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. It's got a ghost town vibe to it. Yeah, they should. They should just have tumbleweeds in there, right? Yeah, like that exactly. Would, that would kind of help. Just this, have have some teen in charge of hurling tumbleweeds in every now and then. Tumbleweeds. Or, oh, sorry. Alternate idea: What if they had hair extension kiosks in regular ghost towns? Oh, yeah. Sure. Nice place to get a phone case. Yeah. Or a calendar. Or a calendar uh, cart that's weirdly there in March. Yeah. yeah. I w- I also went into a mall. A month ago, to buy to buy something at an attempt to buy something at a Target, mm-hmm. I was trying to buy a playhouse for my children. I was on this cross country trip from Target to Target, trying to buy a playhouse for Christmas. This sounds like a hilarious Christmas family film. It was really like that, only horrible. Were you? Uh... Were you also were you trying to get it before Sinbad? Yeah. <laughs> the problem is fucking Sinbad is loaded. He yeah. had a driver driving him from place to place. Oh, man. He's got all that fucking funk festival money. <laughs> sure, yeah. So that well, guy's friends with hey, King man, Function. Start a funk festival. Then uh, you'll be able to get your children that playhouse that they I gotta crave. make friends with Cameo first. Was this a playhouse that you go in? Yeah, this okay. is the kind that's like, you know, three or four feet by three or four feet and is outdoors. It's like a shed. Oh, okay. Basically for children. <laughs> a child shed? Yeah. It's where they keep their lawnmower. I and... mean, like, I'm a, I'm a grown man and I'm comfortable enough admitting that I when I drive past the Home Depot, 
you know, they got those line of sheds outside the home. They probably don't have this in New York, but here in California or in other places where there's room, there's a line of sheds outside the Home Depot. I look at those sheds and I think about moving into one of those sheds on my property. Right. Like behind my house just or whatever. Kind of a t- tiny house kind of thing. I would just go there and read a book and no one would be making noise, mm. basically. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could move into a shed. I watched the movie Room recently. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? No. Oh, I'm familiar a- with the premise. That- yeah. It's about a, a young woman played by Brie Larson and her small son who are living in a garden shed because they were kidnapped. They get out. Most of the movie is them on mm. the outside. But right. ever since then, I don't even want to go in a shed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My mother and father-in-law just moved into... They they have lived in Marin County, which is north of San Francisco, for their entire lives, and they're like 60-ish. And it has gone from being a slightly expensive place to live to basically being like wherever Martha Stewart lives in the Hamptons or whatever, yeah. like in terms of how expensive it is to live there. And my brother and sister-in-law wanted to stay there, so they bought a house together. But the house is only big enough for my brother and sister-in-law and their two children so they built a house on the yard, in the yard, that my in-laws are going to live in. It is a 400-square-foot house. This sounds like another delightful premise for a family film. I know. Can we get Sinbad involved? <laughs> and, like, I admire all of the hard work that my in-laws did to build this house and to come up with a way to stay in the place where they're from that they love and, you know, all, all of that kind of thing. But um, I don't know. Could you guys live in a... I think it's like 380 square feet or something. It's like barely bigger than the studio. They have to they have a they have to have a sofa bed and it's the only place to sit. I'm trying to figure out how big 400 square feet is. It's like this. It's like I mean, you know, it's like uh 15 by 15 or whatever. That's really small. Yeah. It's definitely bigger than the place that I lived in New York before the place that I live now. Uh-huh. I lived in a very small apartment. Your, was this like your first New York apartment? It was my second New York New York apartment. The first one um, was with some friends from the Bay Area, and uh, they were trying to start an intentional community around mm. polyamory. And um, <laughs> sure. I'm not really that polyamorous, uh, not at all, actually. I mean, I, I'm except not except for accidentally. Yeah, Certainly I'm not, not intentionally. Yeah, polyamorous. I'm not closed. I'm not closed-minded about what other people are doing. But so, it, yeah, I guess it. I mean, right. I mean, I, I, I suspect you're an open-minded person, but I can see how it would be a challenge to be the non-polyamorous person. In a space dedicated to polyamory. It seems to me like you'd have to accept two things. And tell me if I'm wrong. Jesus. Number <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean, the original. Yeah. Open-minded. Discreet. You'd have to, you'd have to accept that you might not have... The... I was going to say fuckboy, but then I decided that would be blasphemous. So yeah. I just kind of stopped. Thanks, Jordan. No problem. Um, we try if and keep it clean if there's, on our show. Listen, if there's <laughs> one thing this podcast is for yeah it's to lift up the lord yeah praise him so the two things you have to deal with are number one letting go of your preconceptions sure. about uh how romantic relationships work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second thing is letting go of your preconceptions about how much talking you should do about polyamory <laughs> When you're around the house. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, the thing is, is I was moving from California. So the idea of an open relationship was like, it was not strange to me. But I got into a relationship when I was living there with a guy and we were just monogamous with each other. But I I didn't want to have to find a snooze. Yeah, I didn't want to have to find another place to live. So I started like (laughs) lying and like kind of like, you know, when certain like male friends would come over, you know, I'd just be like, yeah, you know, we're kind of like seeing each other. (laughs) Like, I I felt like I was gay in the 50s or something, and these dudes were, like, my beard. I was just like, "Uh, do you mind if I lie to my roommates about the fact that we're in a relationship so that I can stay living here? But then that wasn't even why I moved out. I just You guys were just kind of, like, going to a movie on a Saturday night. Yeah, totally. Like, well, off to the orgy. Exactly. And then I moved moved out because it was getting, like, really tense. Um, Everybody there was a big fan of nonviolent communication, which are you familiar with that? 
it's so nonviolent communication i think in principle is really great basically sure. like you know instead of saying like you know you are jerk who always uh leaves your stuff around the house i say like oh you know like uh when our house has a, a bunch of stuff in the living room i feel a little stressed out by it um would you mind putting your stuff in your room or sure. something you know just like uh, taking responsibility jesse and i in college were both ra's yeah so we received ra training and i i still make i feel statements yeah when having any kind of like tense conversation i think it's good in general but you know it got a little out of hand there i, I felt I, like the non- i still pass out condoms oh that's very sweet people of you People knock on my door late <laughs> at night i wake up go downstairs and i still try and uh, collect people into lounges to watch fight club yeah <laughs> it's an important film yeah it's a very important film it i still a... often ask if i can get multicultural event credit for taking everyone to see talib quali <laughs> <laughs> Being an RA, that's so wholesome. Yeah. It's just such a wholesome it's very thing. very wholesome. We yeah. were required to have, um, you know, a stash of condoms and dental dams outside the door at all times. So people could just take them, no question. Oh, really? Them. And also, uh, we were required to have a pie cooling on our windowsill just yeah. to make things so more wholesome. those are the two That's rules. so homey. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, so, so your time at the polyamorous compound came to an end yeah it came to an end in kind of a heated argument um one of my roommates um used nonviolent communication to say that he felt unsafe when someone left a dish in the sink and I, <laughs> sure yeah i was just know. like i i hate when people say this but at that moment i was like this is why trump got elected like this <laughs> moment right here that we're having <laughs> yeah and so i just couldn't handle it anymore this is the future liberals want I know. Arguing I, about a dish and using I feel statements. You're like, shouldn't we be talking about polyamory right now? <laughs> I'm just like, can you just be a normal person and just tell me to like, do you know, tell me I'm a do your slob. dish? Yeah, yeah sure. like you're disgusting. Um, but so I uh, I moved out of there uh, when I was subletting my room. Whenever I would have a subletter come, you know, which was I was only looking for someone to take over like two weeks. Like, I, I, you know, I'd almost get someone to rent the room and then my roommates would show up and they would be like, how do you feel about sex parties? And then the person would like run screaming. And I was like, "Okay, look, you don't even want the person at your sex party who is like going to come on here and be like, I have been waiting for a living situation with sex parties. (laughs) Like you definitely don't want that person to live with you. So I moved out. (laughs) I moved in with a few comedians. We had an apartment that was like almost the size of the studio. And um, it was just like a, yeah, like three rooms, four people. Um, and I just, I never like dated anybody the whole time that I lived there or anything like that, because I was like, if someone saw this place and wanted to date me, that would be a huge red flag. As yes, as right. I've, as someone who has been in houses that were lived in by multiple comedians in their twenties, that is the least likely place to have a sex party. So you went from sex party, extremely likely to no fucking way. Unless... You, you know, you want to fuck with the danger that you might accidentally lay on top of an N64 controller. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be erotic to some. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have a rumble pack. It does have a rumble pack. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. there you go. It came with Star Fox 64. Star Fox 64. <laughs> I think that's right. Brian, look that up for me. <laughs> I don't, don't want to get sex- ripped apart on the internet. Dear Mr. Morris. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, Fox McCloud. <laughs> Here with here with Slippy. Anyway, these are characters from Star Fox. Anyway, um... <laughs> Fox McCloud is the titular Star Fox. Star Fox. Oh, okay, okay. I th- okay. I didn't catch that it was Fox at first. And yeah, I was like, okay. wow, they do swear on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fox McCloud. Yeah, that's from uh, this ain't Star Fox and XXX yeah. parody. <laughs> Uh, Slippy is still the same. Have you ever lived in one of those uh, New York apartments? This is the New York apartment I'm most fascinated by. It's where there, and there, I think, relatively few remaining, but where there's a shower that's part of the kitchen. No, I've never lived anywhere like that. That seems almost worth it to me. Seems like a good place for a sex party. Yeah, sure. I know. Get right out of the shower, start making eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and then somewhere in between there you fuck. Yeah, sure. We're I mean, I I I uh, you know, no need to get too explicit because as we mentioned we try and earlier, keep it we clean. try and keep it clean for Praise him. for JC. 
big ups to JC. Uh, but while you were in the polyamory house, did, were, were there sex parties? No, definitely not. So they were all um, talk, huh? Yeah, they were all talk. And, you know, I mean, it was like they would lose their minds about a dish. I just, I don't see these people emotionally managing the cleanup <laughs> that would be involved oh, after a sex sure. party. It yeah. just, it, it's never going to happen. I bet you that it's it never happened. I, I think there are probably people who are very successful at polyamory. I think an issue is that the people who are most capable of generating the amount of a sex party volume of sex can have whatever sex they want in a serial fashion, you know, without having to get involved in a lot of hither and yon, you yeah. know, a lot of this and that, a lot of a lot of making org charts. That makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. it's people that, you know, are just kind of doing their doing their thing and they don't need to like join a community. Yeah. Like kind. you would want if you're starting one of those communities, you want the rock in there. Basically, <laughs> you want the rock there. But the rock doesn't need to join the community to have whatever sex life he wants. Mm -hmm. It's available to him. Um. Yeah, because I mean, I do feel like you, you know, you meet these people and they're like, well, I'm a I'm a writer. And you're like, oh, well, what have you written? And they're like, well, I'm outlining something and or I'm, you know, I'm making a pitch document for like you haven't written anything. Do you think this was kind of the situation with the polyamorous or do you think they walked the walk in other? They definitely were all dating multiple people okay. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I You know. I was kind of like, I, I mean, I've dated more than one person at the same time. I don't know if it was like poly or just like being single or something like that. But they were doing it in a way that I just think involves, that kind of looks like being single, but involves like a lot more talking and connection. Sure. And giving everyone a, a specific title who you are dating. Well, some people do that. And I think some people don't do that. Like a non-hierarchical polyamory is mm. all the rage. Oh, people call sure. it uh, relationship anarchy, too. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds uh, stressful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I don't know. When I hear people describe themselves like as relationship anarchists, like it's usually some guy that I'm like, oh, that's funny. Like I would describe you as just kind of a creepy guy, you know? <laughs> Were there a lot of like house meetings? So many house meetings. I bet. So many house I meetings. Bet. Was it? Did everything have to be passed by like universal acclamation or whatever it's called, where everyone agrees to everything? There were two people that were like the leaders of the community. Um, did they have special names like the chief? David Koresh. No, I was no. going to say the chief. Just just, re just regular names. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much just like you know they just what they said went you know sure and. Um, you know, of, there were a lot of house meetings because I think that a lot of the reason people go for polyamory is people people who find a real joy in talking about their feelings. You know, like mm -hmm. I I can understand the joy in dating many people or, you know, being physically intimate with many people. Like it's not hard for me to conceptualize sure. that, but I cannot imagine wanting to be super nice to all of them, you know, like... <laughs> to be constantly checking in with yeah. them. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, I feel like as somebody who I've been with my wife since I was seventeen years old. Oh wow. And I feel like one of the reasons. I mean, there are many things that have sustained our relationship for twenty years. You know, mutual love and admiration, and so on and so forth. But I feel like one of them is most feelings. We've sort of come to an agreement on that bears no further discussion. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it it really takes – you know, so sometimes new feelings happen. you got to hash them out. But for me, part of the appeal of having been with the same person for 20 years is, yeah, well, we, we dealt with that one in aught three. <laughs> Don't have to revisit. Sure. That makes sense. I, I, I'm in a relationship now that has – been we we just hit six months that's a milestone uh, and i'm starting to see a little bit of that um at the beginning of our relationship we kept having a repeated political argument that was very hard um my boyfriend really likes bernie sanders and uh i like him too but not as much and <laughs> this was like yes, a, sure I am, I, am, I am i am i am very familiar <laughs> yeah. with being 
on being the one in the conversation who does not like Bernie Sanders enough. Yeah. Sure. It was hard. We had we had a lot of fights about this, but I think, you know, I think we finally reached some level of understanding Listen, where you I'm... just reserve a, ra- a lounge, you watch Fight Club together. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm uh, right. uh my wife and I have the same problem where she only kind of likes but I really love Lyndon LaRouche. Mm, sure. I keep always bringing up Lyndon LaRouche and yeah, same thing. You're a real LaRouche bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A there, LaRouche douche. <laughs> Some of the RAs at my college were like that, actually. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, LaRoucheys. Yeah. Uh, P.S. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the horrible things were about Lyndon LaRouche, so I apologize if any of them traumatized you and me bringing it up made you feel bad, audience members. Yeah, and I apologize if I got that thing about Star Fox wrong. <laughs> Star Fox might be the name of his ship now that I think about it. Really? I. Mm, and he's clear. a fox. Yeah. I mean, I remember. He's name a is, fox amongst the name stars. name is Fox McCloud. He, he, he has can't a first claim, and last name. He can't claim not to be a star. Kate, back <laughs> me up on this. If you're a fox who lives among the stars. I don't know if he lives you can't there. He just goes that, there to battle Andros. Jesse, claim, he doesn't live there. You can't credibly make the claim that you yourself are not a star fox. Well, I've thought about this issue a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's one that bears careful, careful consideration. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm inclined to agree with you. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kate. You know, Jordan. Yeah. When you, yeah, say that Star Fox, oh boy, Fox McCloud is not a Star okay. Fox. I feel unsafe. <laughs> sure. Another. <laughs> All right. Sure. Town. Yeah. House meeting. House meeting. Anyway, and I. When you say this is how Koopa got elected, by the way. <laughs> sure, exactly. That's what Jesse and I fight about. Uh, he, I don't feel like he loves Waluigi enough. <laughs> you just kind of like him. Anyway, what a bad episode of the podcast <laughs> because of me, not well, me too. Yeah, so you're, doing, you're doing. Kate's doing I'm great. She's bringing, no, thank you for <laughs> not she's mentioning deep narrative. Cut Nintendo she's characters. bringing circumstances, yes, humor, humor. It's great so far. Okay, anyway. we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, every week, Jordan Jesse Go is brought to you by all of the Jordan Jesse Go listeners who become Max Fund members at maximumfund.org slash donate. But we also have sponsors this week. We sure do. Uh, and here's one that's been very good to us over the years. <laughs> very kind. Very good to us. Very nice. Uh, I know we're making that sound sexual. It's not. They've just been. You know, loyal supporters of the show. We Speak appreciate for it. yourself. Oh, 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 well, I didn't. I didn't mean to presume. Yeah. Uh, the good folks at Squarespace. Not, Here's... Me, not me, Brian. Oh, Brian. Okay, hey, yeah. you know, I don't, Brian. What you do in your off time is none of my beeswax. <laughs> uh, hey, if you have a, an idea, uh, if you've got some work that you need to showcase, or if you'd like to uh, promote a physical or online business. You should build a beautiful website from Squarespace. Here's what they do. They give you amazing, beautiful, wonderful, customizable templates created by world-class designers. No local designers. No local designers, only world-class, jet-setting yep. designers of the world. Where's your Where's your designer? Possibly Monaco. <laughs> Who knows? Gay Perry? Montevideo? Arizona? <laughs> So many places the designers can be from. Uh, they got e-commerce functionality that let you sell anything online and analytics that help you grow in real time. If you have trouble, Jordan, you can just call their 24-7 technical support. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use the offer code JJGO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com and enter the code JJGO. We're also brought to you this week... By withings. Uh, did you break your New Year's resolution a nanosecond after the ball dropped? Well, help is here. Meet your goals with a smart scale that delivers weight, BMI, and body composition, even a local weather report. You know, Tom's Guide, 
you know, that's one of your favorite guides. Absolutely. You love Tom and you love his guidance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they named Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale of 2018. Visit withings.com slash JJG for a special offer of 30% off any body composition scale. Withings. That's withings. W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash J-J-G. And Jordan. Yes. If our listeners are still interested, we're still clearing stuff out of the Put This On Shop in our once-a-year super sale. Get it out of there. PutThisOnShop.com and use the code JJGO40 to get 40% off everything except for fine jewelry. So uh, vintage clothing and vintage gift items and uh, men's jewelry that's not made out of golden shit uh, and uh, beautiful things for the home. All kinds of stuff all at PutThisOnShop.com. Let's get back to the show. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I am Kate Willett, a polyamorous relationship consultant. Oh wow! <laughs> What's what are your fees? What are you getting an hour? Oh, uh, well, let's see. So this is probably going to be uh, mostly upper middle class people who live in Northern California. I'm going <laughs> to go with two hundred an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seems fair. Yeah. Totally reasonable. Yes. Yeah. Can yeah. I pay you in graphic design? Bitcoin. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. Yes. Great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a little better than my therapist, and she has a Psy D. Uh, so I think that seems about right. What's a Psy D? Doctor of psychology? Nice. Seems like if you're polyamorous, you're going to want that side D. <laughs> anyway, does that make sense? No. I don't get it. Explain. <laughs> you're going to want a side of D? Yeah. How about that? Uh, well, I mean, oh, like, side, like side D. D. Oh, Get you're going to want that on the side, side D. Yeah, like it does it. make sense. That makes a ton of sense, Jordan. Cool. I apologize <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. No, that that's makes, okay. That makes a whole pile of sense. Anyway, let's argue about Star Fox some more. <laughs> he doesn't live in the stars. He just goes there to fight Andros. The thing is, Kate, he's among the stars. Okay, well. You know? Anyway. His flights and his dreams <laughs> take place among the stars. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, like uh, you move into a polyamorous intentional community, mm-hmm. would be an example? Uh, you know, we usually, those four examples are usually jokes. I can't imagine someone listening to this has not gone through that exact situation. Yeah, I feel like probably four people have called that in and Brian has rejected them for not being notable enough now that I think about it. Brian, next <laughs> next episode when you screen the calls, let's have an all I'm moving into a polyamorous situation yeah. calls. Let's, let's really make a theme out of it. Also, do your dish. Yeah, yeah, that's the number one piece of advice. Do those dishes. Also, there's a sort of collective board game collection. Like everyone shares a big group of board games. We did have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're dead on with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> what was well, okay? What was in the collection? Um, definitely Settlers of Catan. Well, naturally, um, with expansion packs. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, when a couple boyfriends and girlfriends come over, you're gonna yeah. need that five six players pack. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And things I are going to get nasty. I saw a Settlers of Catan bumper sticker the other day mm-hmm. uh, on the back of a car, and it was just the same kind of desultory graphic design that's on the box of Settlers of Catan, which is fun, by the way. I'm not putting down Settlers of Catan here. I've never played. It's fun. Yeah, it rules. It's one of those things that, like... You know, super, super board game nerds are a little annoying about, but then when you sit down and you play, it's like, fuck, this is so fun. I want to play two in a row. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but I I just, like, the box is really sorry looking. It is really does not look like it was designed by professional graphic designers. And the bumper sticker was that plus a little bit more, and then it said, like, the game of our generation or something on it. <laughs> and I thought just, like, that... That person like went into the game gamescape 
or whatever his local game store sure. is called and was like, give me that fucking bumper sticker. I'm ready to commit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want I'm everyone to know. It was the only bumper sticker on the car. It wasn't like it was a car covered in bumper stickers and like visualize world peas and shit. They're just like, yeah, you know who I am? I'm a fucking Catan guy. <laughs> I don't have a child that's an honor student. Bernie Sanders already <laughs> lost the primary. <laughs> what do I have I, left? <laughs> I am a Settlers of Catan man. Uh, by the way, I also am a Catan guy, which is why my only bumper sticker says, I heart mango. What? what uh... Chris Catan signature character oh, mango. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, when something momentous happens to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, 206-984-4-FUN is our telephone number, or you can just send a voice memo to jjgo at maximumfun.org. Brian, why don't you roll the tape on the first call? Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. I'm going to guess fan funk bassist Bootsy Collins. Can you pause this? Um, is, that in the, is that a possibility? I mean, we've been trying. You've been trying. You didn't even bring me into it. No, see, every here's the here's a little just peek behind the curtain. I mean, I know I know you're very busy. I like to do a lot of the booking on the show. We've been trying to get Bootsy, and a lot of times he, you know, he gets busy. You know, he <laughs> rolls his ankle trying to walk on his platform shoes. <laughs> uh, and so every time you hear Steve Agee on the show, uh-huh. that's because Bootsy Collins canceled last minute. Oh, are there other funk legends that you're trying to book? Uh, George Clinton. Oh wow! Yeah, Charlie Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. <laughs> sure, yes, absolutely. Wow, uh, all of the Ohio players. Oh, every single every one. single one. So we're going to need a bigger box wow. or maybe like a remote place that they can be. Wow. Yeah. What about Gary Scheider? No, we have beef. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he did. Okay, fair enough. Press mm-hmm. uh, play, Ryan. Um, so I was in my bath. Uh, after taking some of my perfectly legal in the state of Minnesota medicine. And I was having a pretty good time until I watched my cat, the dumb son of a bitch, knock my toothbrush that was sitting on the counter, perfectly swatted it into my open toilet. Um, I realize I probably shouldn't have had my toilet open while I'm taking a bath. But at the same time, such perfect accuracy is only witnessed a few times in a man's life, so I thought it was a pretty momentous occasion. And he just knocked down some shampoo. All right, cool. <laughs> That's really good. This dude is so chill. Is he still in his bath? Yeah, I think he's calling us from the bath. I heard some... That's. I think that's what, like, this guy was too... He'd used too much medicine. Too much time to tap. Yeah. Too... <laughs> he was... He's over-tapped. He had taken so much Sudafed mm. that he had, you know, he had recklessly left his toilet open while he was taking a bath, which is the first thing they teach you when you go away to college. They're like, look, you're going to be living with other people. We know that your parents did everything for you before. What's important to know about being a grown up is never have your toilet open while you're in the bath. Because who knows what could happen? Sure, yeah. Gremlins, probably. Mm-hmm. Do they come out of toilets? Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yeah. You think of ghoulies. Oh, ghoulies? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Some say it's why Trump got elected. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Um, it is it is very cute when a cat knocks something over. I mean, I might have like cat owner Stockholm syndrome where I just think everything she does is cute. But You've been infected by cryptosporidium. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Her, her poo parasites have gotten into my brain. <laughs> And I'm loving it. What are some things uh, of yours that your cat Bug has knocked over? Oh, um, let's see. Let's so you know, just stuff that's sitting out. She has a little, um, she has a little pot full of cat grass, and she likes to get up there and eat it. But also, she also likes to knock it off the shelf. Does cat grass mean? What's cat grass? It's just a grass that's safe for them to eat. It's good for their digestion. It's a little hard to find house plants uh, that you can have with cats just because everything will kill them. Oh. Uh, it's very limited, but there is this kind of special grass called cat grass 
Uh, you can get the supermarket grows very fast. It's kind of you kind of get it short when you know, like it's mostly just seeds and dirt. You water it, and over the course of a couple of days, it gets really long. Uh, and if you your apartment only has uh, you know one natural light source, like mine does, it kind of grows slanty toward the light source, which is very fun. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, I I would imagine probably the best thing is mm-hmm. if you don't have ass or cash, <laughs> sure, you can get, get a, a ride. ride. Yeah, from a chill dude with a pickup. Yeah. In a bathtub. In a bathtub. He's <laughs> got a Catan sticker on the tub. <laughs> guy's so fucking chill God, up there this in Minnesota. Guy is so chill in Minnesota. But what I like is that even though he made the classic mistake of leaving his toilet open mm-hmm. while he was in the bath, which he admitted didn't seem to vex him that much, but he he comfortably admitted it. He still had the presence of mind to have our phone number programmed into his right, telephone yes. and give us a call from the bath. Where if he dropped his phone, he would die. <laughs> really? Would that kill you? Do you I think, think if he dropped a probably, probably be a probably pleasant die. tingling sensation? Yeah. I don't think it would kill you. No, not an iPhone or anything. Yeah, but uh, Samsung. I have a StarTac, Motorola StarTac. Yeah, that'll oh, kill you. I don't you. know what that is. You think that'd do it? It's deadly. Hello, StarTac. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Oh, I'm sorry. This is the wrong number. This is Star Fox. <laughs> and I have some issues with the fact that you think I live in space. I don't live there. I just go there to fight Andros. But you answer the phone, hello, this is Star Fox, <laughs> while you claim that you're not Star Fox. <laughs> Listen. You're Fox McCloud. <laughs> Listen, I've had a lot of my medicine, wink, wink. <laughs> it's now legal here in space. Yeah. Where I work and don't live. Anyway, do you think you think Star Fox just goes to work? He commutes to space for work. Yeah, I don't think he lives in space. He lives in like a a bedroom community, like maybe <laughs> an hour and fifteen minutes New from Bedford. space. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. The Is train there a like. train? It's like yeah, Joe Biden. Yeah, train? he's the Joe Biden <laughs> of Nintendo. Anyway, uh, Brian, we got another call in there. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Sarah from Anchorage, Alaska, and I just had a very quick momentous occasion that I wanted to share with you. Um, If I sound out of breath or stuffy at any time, excuse me, I'm sorry, I do have a bit of a cold. So anyway, on November 30th here in Anchorage, we had a 7.0 to 7.2, it depends on who you ask, earthquake. And um, after that, for the foreseeable future, we were going to have some aftershocks. And aftershocks to a 7.0 really are just the size of regular earthquakes. So um, I am Catholic, and I was at church on the 31st for the vigil instead of on the 1st because the 1st is a holy day. Anyway, long story short, I was there on the 31st. And in the middle of church, as we're all standing there during a certain part of the Mass, um, the whole church starts shaking, lights start flickering, because, alas, we're having another quote-unquote aftershock, which turned out to be a 5.0 earthquake. Um, it was pretty crazy. We all paused, but we all just stood there and get through that. And believe it or not, we all just continued as if nothing had happened at all. Um, just finished finished church and looked around at each other. So that was my momentous occasion I just wanted to share with you. I'm also getting a puppy in like four weeks, which I'm pretty excited about. But that was it. Thanks so much. She just, she she had a crisis of confidence at the end of the call. Yeah, she's like, I need something to take this from a B plus to an A minus. <laughs> I get. It. Why is it taking four weeks to get a puppy? Do you think? I mean, it's Alaska. They got to ship them in. Oh, sure. Yeah. You got to wait for the puppy boats to come in. <laughs> I guess they don't have Amazon Prime there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how you usually get a puppy. Yeah, a drone flies one in. Yeah, I do. I do. Listening to this, first of all. Somehow there was a 7.0 earthquake in Alaska that I didn't even notice. Was that in the news? She didn't say when it was. It could have been a long time ago. Do you think she's been saving this recording for quite some time? (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I mean, she sounded so uh, chipper and upbeat. I would guess. Yeah. Let's say Alaska way. I don't know. I, if I had to like think of a stereotype about Alaska, I would say I would expect uh, more of like a, a hardened. Right. Survivalist. Yeah. Like, grizzled yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah. Her whole story is starting to fall apart. Yeah. This lady's not from Alaska. There was no earthquake. Were you two here in Southern California when the Northridge quakes, quake struck? I lived in Northridge. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's the titular city. 
Were you killed? I was not killed. My house fell down, though. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I was a little tiny kid, and our house fell down. Wh- Holy that- shit, that's a legitimate trauma that we shouldn't have brought yeah, up. I'm no, sorry. I, I mean, I we were everybody was fine. No one got hurt. Like uh, my parents lost a lot of their stuff, but then we moved. Wow. So yeah. did it, like how? Gosh, how soon after the quake did it fall down? Did it fall down during the earthquake? How? At what point did it fall down? Uh, gosh, it, actually, I don't... none of it fell down during the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a leaf was floating down oh, yeah, uh, sure. through the air, and it landed on the chimney, and then it all collapsed. It wasn't like every room. Right. So some, a couple rooms fell down, okay. like the living room. Uh, Still, though. Yeah, but my bedroom didn't fall down. Uh, none of the bedrooms fell down. I think that it fell down during the quake. It was more of a like collapsing in on itself a little bit. Yeah. A lot of houses on my block had that. Actually, I think, you know, people weren't really like prepared for the earthquake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've experienced quakes growing up here. Uh, but yeah, nothing, uh, knock on wood, nothing, nothing serious has happened. I, them. the reason I mention it mm-hmm. is because, you know, I was, I, I didn't experience the Northridge quake, but the Loma Prieta quake in 1989 in San Francisco, I lived in San Francisco and that was a seven, but it was a 6.9 to 7.1, depending on 7.2, depending on how, who you asked at the time. I don't remember what they settled on, but the thing that I, remember about it is it was fucking horrifying Mm -hmm. like it was the most horrifying thing ever i was not chipper for like a month afterwards well maybe you need catholicism yeah like this that's another thing maybe that's why she's so cheerful it seems like she has the love of the pope part of part of what's cool about catholicism yeah with the you know the literal transubstantiation and all that different shit sure is that if there was a natural disaster during the service, it would have cool consequences. People would be like, oh, that means this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's probably just like, uh, probably just happened during the like community announcements. This is like some fucking Anglican bullshit. Mm. Oh, it's all just a metaphor. Mm. No, you're supposed to be like, yeah, fucking the walls are falling down. This is great. This is the word of God. Yeah, it means something. It is shaking. It is shaking the foundation of this building. Get the Pope on the horn. Let's find out what it means. Yeah. Hello, Pope. <laughs> yes, it's me. Oh, are we doing a bit? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, I was going to do a thing where it's uh, accidentally calling Star Fox again. <laughs> yes, it's me, the Pope. I'm from so- South America. <laughs> Central America, maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> Mamma mia. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Brian, one more call, yeah, right? Brian, we got another call in there? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. Um, this is Hannah from the UK. And I had to call and tell you about a momentous occasion that happened to me only about 15 minutes ago. Um, so last weekend here, there was a big storm. And unfortunately, my roof leaked. Second, Brian. Universally, this week's momentous occasion calls... Chill as fuck? Chill as fuck! Chill. The exact I words I was about to choose! That. Everybody's taking medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Good for them. And yeah. I'm sure they've consulted their doctor first. Yes, I mean, I think the CBD re- revolution is here. <laughs> yeah. These people have their acts together. God, I'm jealous of how chill everybody is. You know how sometimes people are really, they're selling it to the point of overselling it, mm-hmm. and you're like, I get I Look, I get it. Sure. I did high school theater, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. These people are just present, clear-eyed, comfortable. These are the kind of people that you want to buy a car from or hire after talking to them in a job interview. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know about that car. I don't know if I'd buy a car from that first guy. You know, just like, is this a good car? He's like, yeah, yeah it'll be fine. <laughs> it's chill. Has there been any accidents? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it might break, but like, that'd be cool too. Yeah, because then you could like walk more. Yeah. And it's you've like, been meaning to do that. Can I give you some car advice? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, if you're in the tub, always close the toilet. Yeah. Right. It's classic. Classic automotive advice. Don't make that mistake, baby. Okay, press play. Last weekend here, there was a big storm. And unfortunately, my roof leaked. So um, I was up there this evening, basically taking down all the insulation that got wet from the leak. 
um, and I was right over in the corner of my loft, like my attic, um, right under the eaves where you have to kind of crawl on your stomach to get to. And I lifted up a sheet of insulation and sitting very neatly underneath it was a VHS tape. Um, and it was really dark up there, so I couldn't see what was on it, but it looked like brand new, like it had barely been touched. Um, and so I crawled back out of the attic and I climbed down the stairs um, and I opened up this VHS tape and it was very clearly labelled as someone's sex tape. Um, and the best part about it is that it is labelled as number 20, which uh-huh. makes me wonder if I ever have another leak <laughs> and I have to take more insulation out, will I find 19 more VHS tapes? Who knows? Okay, so <laughs> I hope you uh, enjoy that as much as I did because I had a, uh, a good laugh about it. Okay, uh, I love you guys. Bye! Love you too. Yeah, love you too. Uh, whose sex tape do you think it was? Kate Blanchett? I was going to say John Major. Mm-hmm, could be. Yeah. Who are some other British people who... <laughs> Notoriously like to fuck. Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Oh, yeah. you know she's steady yeah. fucking. Fucks. She's steady yeah. fucking. Dench fucks. Wow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. 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 This reminded me of a time that I was uh, in, like maybe like junior high. I was like feeding some cats for a for a neighbor. Um. You know, some like kind of early responsibility. Uh, and of course, being you know thirteen or fourteen or whatever, went poking around in their house and in a file cabinet found an trying unlabeled, to find Pokemon cards. Trying to find Pokemon cards. Uh, I don't think Pokemon were out yet. What would I? Magic have? the Gathering. Magic the Gathering cards. Um, Dude, can I tell you some shit I just found out? Sure. I have this friend at the flea market. I got a lot of different kind of friends at the flea market. Sure. You know, you go around to the flea market every month. You make these friends with people. The all different kind of people at the flea market. Definitely. All different kind of weirdos at the flea market, like myself. And uh, this dude, real cool dude, makes some dope pottery, and his he sells jewelry with his mom. This motherfucker had some couple magic cards for sale. I'm like, oh, the Magic the Gathering cards. I haven't really looked at those, but my friend Roman Mars podcast had an episode about them the other day. And he goes, yeah, I got half a million. Half a million magic cards? Half a million magic cards. What? That's so many magic cards. Seems like they made too many. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Anyway. It's just a lot of magic cards. That's that's the (laughs) moral of that story. Uh, And I found an unlabeled VHS tape uh, and immediately put it in, and it was uh, space porn. Oh. Porn porn featuring aliens and spacemen. Wait, aliens? Yeah. Holy shit. People dressed as aliens. These were human actors. Holy shit. Yeah, like really. Had you seen like penetrative pornography I before? I had seen my my dad had a Playboy stash. Uh-huh. Um so you know so a lot of like I've I had seen nude women on ATVs. Yeah. Which was the main thing that I assumed sex was. was when a <laughs> nude woman rides an ATV. Um and I had seen a kind of like sex positive for couples, like you know how to please your lover type video. Um, set that on was just s- in that was just in class. Set on Earth. <laughs> this was, <laughs> uh, but no, this was the first time I had seen like like po- very porny porn, uh, and it was also in space because I remember. And I think it shaped me. I didn't. I don't remember seeing hardcore pornography until until the internet was fast enough to deliver hardcore pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I ever had that until. I might not even have seen it until I went away to college. I had seen naked people and pictures of things, but sure. not videos of things. But I, I have very vivid memories of finding my dad's like greatest Playboy centerfolds soft cover book, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, and that was great. Loved that. And then one day, maybe when I was like 13, 14, in that, in, in that range, 
I found like a porno magazine in my dad's like bedside table or whatever that was like a big butts themed <laughs> porno magazine, like the kind that you would buy at, at the liquor store or sure. at the corner store. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that like fucking terrified me. Like I was so the size, excited the size about of, pornography. The size and, of the butts. And in general, yeah, it was just like so intensely specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, the just the amount of butt. So I guess in it. So your anaconda wanted none. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Exactly. Too many buns, honey. I remember just being completely overwhelmed by that. Yeah, definitely the like the 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 jump in I've. Uh, you know, I've seen a nudie magazine to hear his porn is shocking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's possible that the internet has broken our brains. Yeah, it's probably bad. I mean, now I guess kids can watch that stuff like when they're like, I mean, as soon as they can figure out how to use the internet. It's I like just easier to get than a Playboy. Yeah. I mean, nobody. when I was in elementary school, nobody had ever seen porn mm-hmm. besides like, you know, somebody's dad's Playboy or whatever. But I, I just, I don't know. I'm not trying to be like uh, some kind of prude or something, but I feel like if I had kids, I would be really worried about that. Yeah. Yeah, I it's yeah. I also don't want to be approved, but also think maybe it's bad. (laughs) It's tough. Yeah, because like, right? Because like, you know, relationship sex is terrific, but kind of a snooze. You know, so I think there's no way to like prepare people for the fact that like, you know, there 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 are there will be instances of in your life of insane you know surprising over the top you know sex but also you know a lot of it will just be you know you nude spooning and you pause an episode of the good place you know anyway how do you even give your kids the talk in that situation like uh sometimes when a man and a woman uh love each other very much uh he consensually chokes her yeah (laughs) (laughs) right ted zanson's face is uh paused on your laptop yeah and yes and real sex will not involve your step family as much as porn would lead you to believe (laughs) that's the worst trend that is the worst trend it's very confusing to me yeah I, I'm not like a pornography watcher mostly because, well, I don't know why I think, I mean, I know that there's like feminist porn and stuff like that, but in general, like I'm very off put by images of women being mistreated, even if it is consensual or whatever. That's just my taste. Quite reasonable. Um, but, uh. Oh man, I just forgot where I was going. I think because we're talking about oh, are you talking oh, the step family stuff. Trend, yeah, sure. but I feel like the, the couple times I have like been like, oh, is this for me? Like, there's just so much uh, step family situations that I'm just like, no, never again. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I find myself wondering. Is this being viewed by people with step families? By people who had always imagined they sure, would like so to have much a step divorce? That <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Like, oh, my mom never got remarried. It would have been great if she did. <laughs> sure. Because then I could have had some fuck buddies we around We all just the house. wanted our moms to be happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people I knew that had step families, it was really more um, the excitement about, you know, getting additional Christmas presents or whatever. Like, it wasn't. Right. Uh, That's arousing enough. Yeah, exactly. Nobody needs to. They don't <laughs> depict take out that their... in the step porn. You're right. I think that seems like. I think they could just have a whole just thing of the upsides of divorce in pornography. Yeah. It's mostly just that Christmas present thing. But to a certain extent, yeah. there's and, like you know, a competition when you're, you know, for your affection. When your affection. parents try and buy your love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. dad takes you to Legoland. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell your mom we went to Legoland. What does that even look like? Just like, well, I'm never going to be your real mommy, but uh, I do have these titties. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you would call me mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also check out d- these titties. Yeah. Now, I know that I'm a new to your family, but I don't cook, so we're going to be going to McDonald's more. <laughs> sure. It would be an example. That's that's arousing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we listen to that whole call? I th- I think we did. What was it about? Oh, they found that. Oh, they found. You know their... what it? You yeah. know what it made me think of? Mm. I just read this book uh, that I had read as a kid, and I read it with my daughter Grace called Oversea Under Stone. Did mm-hmm. you guys ever read that book? It's like oh. a children's 
fantasy novel series. And in the book, it's it's really great, by the way. If you got a if you got a kid, maybe uh, maybe a ten year old, perfect perfect for it. Maybe a ten year old kid, and um, in it, this group of kids moves into a house in a small English town with their parents, and they're fucking around in the attic, and they lift up something, and underneath is a tele with a is a telescope case kind of thing, and inside there's a scroll. It turns out to be a map to find the Holy Grail. Mm. Oh, that's... But I was thinking it would have been really something if they just found some homemade porno. Sure. That would be nice. <laughs> really, who knows where the story goes from there? I Relatable. I was, yeah. I guess I was about to yell at our caller for not watching the porn and then telling us about it. But also, but I guess, where do you find a VHS player these days? Yeah, know? and she's in the UK. She's got to find a PAL one. Oh, boy. Is that the UK one or is that the American one? Uh, I don't know. P-A-L. Remember there's two different kinds of VHS tapes? I do. I know what you're getting at, but I yeah. also don't know exactly which one. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, I think in England they're more modest, so I think she probably, uh, you know, respected this person's privacy. I was I was going to yell at her for not sending it to me so I could watch it on the TV VCR at my cabin. Oh, yeah. I have these listeners send me VHS tapes that they don't, largely that they don't want. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll accept them. I appreciate the thoughtfulness of the gesture. But if he found some homemade porn, I'd say, well, just send it my way. I'll take a look at it. I'll give it a, give it a thumbs up or the thumbs sure. down, I Maybe guess. Maybe have it, get it converted to DVD. But, you know, the problem is it's going to be that NTSC PAL sure. compatibility issue. I have an American TV VCR, Kate. The problems we deal with. I know. <laughs> yeah. Modern life is so confusing. <laughs> Ain't it? We're all fucking our stepsisters. Oh, and oh boy. Stepbrothers. Mm. And we have those issues with the VHS tapes, of course. <laughs> and then well, you can never find the cable you need when you need it. Yeah, you have to go into that giant box of cables. You're like, what is this? USB, oh, HDMI? Sure, yeah. It's Come the, on. And why do I, it's from the one Samsung phone I had five years ago. Why do Hello? I still have this? Yeah, I use a Motorola StarTac now. Sure. Anyway. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called... The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand-up comics... We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Kate Willett, um, roommate relationship consultant. Kate Willett, by the way, stand-up comedy special on Netflix on the comedy lineup. A lot of great comics in this comedy lineup. Sure. Series of stand-up specials. They're good at branding these stand-up specials. Like I said, 
I don't care if you live in Kalamazoo or Timbuktu. You can hop on Netflix.com, take a look at Kate Willett doing some jokes. It's great. You know what you're going to say to yourself? Well, this is one of the best in the business. Yeah, roll it again, you'll say. This I is wish one of the bees in the bee. I wish it was available on VHS. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the dream. Yeah. And then you still have to deal with NTSC yes. POW issues. I know. But, Classic problem. Yeah. Anyways, that's that nice kind of like lived-in, grainy tracking. Yeah. Netflix usually only does Betamax releases. Right, exactly. That's the issue. That's the future. But yeah, I have watched this special of Kate's. It is so funny. I mean, seriously, and it's uh it is uh, it's a it's a shorty. It's a it's a 15 minutes, 20 minutes, something 15 like that. 15 minutes. Very it's, short. Yeah, uh, you you no reason not to pop that on ASAP. Gets in, throws some punches. Of course, the thing about Kate is, she doesn't care who she offends. No, uh-uh. As An long equal as she's opportunity speak, offender. As long as she's as long as she's speaking the truth, sure. who's going to come at her? Plus, she's got her killer put-downs. <laughs> right. Don't forget her put-downs. Sure. Kate is a, a put-down artist par excellence. Mm-hmm. She's going to put me down for speaking French, but right. I, you know, it's kind you of like an honor. You like a little roasting. You like it's a little roasting. It's kind of roasting. an honor. It's like, yeah. If Kate Willett's going to take, take you down at the knees, you know, you can go to work. Hey, hey guess, guess who threw a few gags at my expense? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, the great Kate Willett from Comedy Lineup on Netflix is what you can say. You guys are really nice. I can't think of anything I would make fun of, though. Ah, shucks. Oh, jeez. Ah, boy. Oh, my Unless I get into really niche humor me. where I just make fun of people who like Star Fox or something. <laughs> oh, I, oh <laughs> <Yeah>. please. <laughs> yeah. No, I, not my beloved Star Fox. Yeah. That's how Jeffrey Ross actually got famous. On his way up, it was all, all Star right. Fox stuff. Mm-hmm. Then once he got to the top, he's like, oh, I'm going to do a year. you got a big nose or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. But before that, it, was, well, it wasn't all Star Fox stuff. There was a few, like, Super Mario Party things. Right, yeah. Some Pikmin material. (laughs) Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. So, you have that chunk about how some people have the Rumble Pack, but some people don't. It's true. Good stuff. Good stuff. Very relatable. Good material. Very relatable. Uh, I would follow, if you're you're on Twitter, I would follow Kate on Twitter, too. Very funny tweets. Great tweets. A a solid follow, if you ask me. You know what conversation I had at dinner uh, tonight, Jordan, Mm. right before we came over to record this program? I was Mm. sitting there with my my wife, and and she had gotten up to go do something. I looked at my phone for a moment, and... uh, and I said, hey, hey, Teresa, remember how excited I was to have a Kate Willett on Jordan Jessica? She said, yeah. And I said, I'll show you why. Here's a great tweet she just wrote. Yeah, I'd already started and retweeted. I showed it to her. She got a good laugh out of it. Well, thank you so much, these you guys. You're of, so sweet. These can ha- this can happen to you, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you don't even have to be married. Take our advice. You don't have to be married. It could be somebody sitting next to you on the subway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It seems maybe like an invasion of their personal... Could be someone making your sandwich at a subway. Oh, that's more likely. A sandwich artist would appreciate this because they're a fellow... It's like an artist-to-artist right, thing. Right, sure. There's a, there's a code. Artists appreciate art. Mm-hmm. Kate, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Thank you for having me. This has been a blast. Uh, our program is called Jordan Jesse Go. You can find us on... Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, our producer is Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can hashtag it on Twitter, hashtag JJGo. Uh, Facebook, Jordan, search for Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, and if you want to write down things so you can remember them for later, like if you have a show to do later and you have to remember all the different things that you want to call out, a pen and paper is always great. Classic. <laughs> Nothing beats it. Yeah. It's, it's tactile. So otherwise, you'll probably sort of stumble over it and kind of forget it, even though you've been doing it every week mm-hmm. for the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.